Welcome to the Three Timbers podcast series, Life Interrupted. Today we are joined by Jeff Ryan and Joe Slabaugh and special guest, Brandy Paul. Welcome back to the Life Interrupted Podcast. It is great to have you with us. I am Jeff Ryan, and I am joined by the man who once had an awkward moment just so he knew what it felt like. Of course, I'm talking about Joe Slabaugh. Joe, how are you? I'm pretty sure that is a Dos Equis commercial that you just copied. Like, we are going to be plagiarized. Have you ever heard of Dos Equis, the beer? Uh, no, I don't drink Okay, Joe. well, that's plagiarism because I think you just copied what that. What word did you just use? Plagiarize? Wow, that's a very synergistic yeah. word there. Well, fair enough. Thank you very much, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show once again. Um, I'm very excited today because I don't have to do most of the talking today. Uh, we've got a very special guest. Uh, it's a big deal that we're bringing people in from around the community, and I can't wait to talk to one of them today. No, it's, it's a very big deal. We're very excited to have our guest. Do you know that our guest has interviewed President Barack Obama? I actually did know that. And now she's on with us. <clears throat> Um, we should just start praying for her right now because she's gone from President Barack Obama to you and I. I, I think you're looking at the wrong way. What does it say about us? That's what I'm thinking. That's it. Yeah. There we I go. Yes, kind of a big deal. Kind I, of a big I feel deal. like we are kind of a big deal. Well, let's introduce our guest. Sure. Now, and you may know the voice, and we definitely know that you know her, her wonderful personality and her impact on this community. Former KETV uh, news anchor Brandy Peterson is with us. And for those of you from Nebraska and the Omaha area, you have known her, you have trusted her, you have listened to her, and we are really grateful. Um, that she has decided to transition from President Obama to us uh, in this moment. I'm going to take the high road and say it says something about us. Sure. Uh, but Brandy, how are you? Thank you for joining us. I am awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. That was a long time ago. So I am honored to just still be thought of as even a quasi big deal. So thanks oh, for having me. No, you're a big Absolutely. deal, and we're going to glom on to that, so don't, don't ever don't worry about that. Now, a lot of people obviously knew you from one season of life, mm -hmm. but tell everybody what you're doing right now. I am the Director of Communications and Engagement for Westside Community Schools, so really big title for an amazing job. Um, I get to be the one to tell kids and teachers when there's a snow day. I send out the text messages and the emails, so that's great. But more importantly, our job is to really communicate what we're doing in schools. We are funded and taxpayers invest in our schools, our kids, our teachers. So it's really our responsibility to not only tell those families what we're doing, how we're supporting their kids, how we're helping them grow, but to also go back and tell our community, this is what your money is paying for. This is how we're investing in a new generation to come and make our community and our city and our state and our world better. And communication is at the core of that. We have some incredible things going on in our schools, and it's an honor to really, in some ways, do the exact same thing I was doing on TV, telling great stories, yeah. just telling those stories about what's happening in our school. So very lucky gal. Well, and that's a great job. Cool. I mean, anybody that can send out a text about a snow day is a oh. hero to everybody. So just keep that up. <laughs> so great. That's for sure. Um, and, and you know, what you said is so cool. Like your job is to tell the story. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times people look at someone who's in the public eye like yourself and don't realize you have a story too. Um, and your story um, is a really powerful story that I think a lot of people 
are in the midst of that. And I think when we share our story, we kind of impact other people. So many people know you from TV and, and this wonderful, professional, polished person, but you have a journey and you have a story. And I wanted if you could just share a little bit, maybe on kind of how your life got interrupted and how God used that to kind of put you in a different direction. You bet. So I am 40, just had that magical birthday in February. Magical is not the word that I typically use to describe it. But I think especially as I get older, um, I look upon each challenge or every obstacle that's thrown our way as what is the message that I'm supposed to be getting out of this? What can I learn from this? How can I improve from this? I think that is becoming more and more clear as I get older, but certainly there were things earlier on in my life that really set the stage for that. Uh, Jeff, you and I talked about, okay, what's the beginning? Where does this all start? And I think for me, I was raised Catholic. And so religion was always very powerful in my house, um, very important to my mom. And she certainly instilled that in us. We went to CCD when we were younger um, for non-Catholics. That basically means you go to kind of a religious group every Wednesday night and talk about God and the Bible. Um, as a Catholic, you go through first communion and confirmation your eighth grade year and really develop that relationship with God and faith and um, you know what you're learning about the Bible and what we've been taught. And so I always had that foundation. I always prayed when I was going through difficult times or before I went to bed at night. Um, in high school and college, that's definitely when that foundation really cemented for me. Um, like so many of us who hasn't had a difficult relationship in their teenage years or his early 20s, I did as well that lasted into college. And I really struggled with, you know, just praying daily, make this better, make this better, make this better. And how I define that or would have wanted it was not ultimately how it happened, but mm. God did answer my prayer. He gave me an outlet to, you know, go beyond that. Um, as a college student at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, because I wasn't super happy in you know, that relationship or where I was at socially, I turned to two different things. The first one was I got involved in the Miss Nebraska program. I was honored to be Miss Douglas County and Miss Omaha, just like the Miss America you see on TV. But go. it's so much more than that it. two hours on TV. Um, I learned about service. I learned about academics and scholarship, investing yourself in others and the impact that you can have on others and how many incredible opportunities there are out there if you apply yourself and work hard, whether it's getting to sing the national anthem at the College World Series or MC an event or meet our governor or state senators and try and impact change somewhere. And, and just networking, meeting other people, surrounding yourself with incredible men and women who are like-minded and want the same things. So that was one part. The other part was I applied for an internship at KETV. I was 19 years old. I was in college. And I was not one of those little girls who grew up with a Barbara Walters lunchbox or, you know, had a <laughs> Diane Sawyer poster on her wall. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I initially thought I wanted to do musical theater because that's what I loved in high school. But I knew that I loved speaking, I loved writing, and I had always watched KETV ever since I was a little kid. And my mom bumped into um, then one of our anchors, Pamela Jones, at uh, an event around town, asked her about internships. Pam gave her the info. And whether you say the stars align or God's plan for me fell into purpose, boom, I applied for an internship. And that was the first of three that I had. So 
while many of my friends were enjoying their college years with sororities or um, dance or cheer or whatever activities they, they may have had, I really devoted my life to those three internships at Channel 7. I had two in news and one in sports. And because of that, because of that door opening, I ended up getting a part-time and then full-time job at KETV before I had even graduated college. And at the time for the Omaha market, that was unheard of. Mm. Once again, um, I credit God for putting an incredible leader in Roseanne Shannon, who is the legendary news director at KETV, putting her into my life. Out of all the TV stations I could have applied for, I had a mentor in this incredible woman who saw something in me and was willing to take a chance on a naive 19-year-old and look at where that went. I was like the cockroach that never died. I just kept coming back and was grateful that they ultimately gave me a job. And through the amazing team there in um, now news director Vaughn Jones and my later co-anchor and good friend Rob McCartney and everybody from Bill Ramby and Julie Cornell to John Schutz and Andy Kendi, all of these mentors along the way helped me grow, not only as a journalist, but as a person viewing the world from different angles and perspectives and um, helped me build my career there for 15 years. Mm. And so again, I go back to that college experience. Had I not had that, would I have taken a different path? Would I have focused more on friendships and partying and having fun? And all of those things are awesome. I don't want to discredit that at all, but this was the plan for me. And if I hadn't had that huge social challenge initially, would I have diverted onto those other paths? And so no matter what the challenge that has come to me um, throughout my adult years, personally, professionally, whatever it may be, I try and reflect back on that, that there is always a plan. Even if you don't understand it at the time, even if what you're asking for as you define it doesn't happen, your prayers will be answered. You just have to listen and watch and keep your mind open for how that may be. Mm, that's so good. I know you're reminding me of Jeremiah 29, 11, yeah, Brandy. I was thinking too. Uh, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a bright future. Yeah. And everything you're talking about, wow, what an incredible story. We have no idea what the future holds for us, but God does. Right? Yeah. And he knew exactly where you needed to be at the time you needed to be at it in order for the future to transpire the way it has. I think the other cool part that you mentioned that I wanted to pick up on was how God kind of by divine appointment sent you great mentors, people that could yeah. speak into your life right when you needed it, right during that season. And I'm just curious as to, as you continued through not only that journey, but as you continued into being married and now being a mom, you know, how has God sent you people that are kind of speaking into your life as, as you continue to grow in your faith? Isn't it amazing how things like that happen? You guys had Lisa Dunsing on as a guest. Um, yes. Yeah. And she still comes that, to church. So it, it, it's gone really we well. We didn't scare, yeah, her, off. scare her away. It great. <laughs> For sure. So um, myself and my husband and Brian and Lisa initially met because uh, I am a shameful baseball junkie. I have kids had subscriptions to 17 magazine when they were in junior high. I had one to chop talk the Triple A oh, magazine yeah. for the Atlanta yeah. Braves. Yeah. Wow. Um, in college, I had Javi Lopez, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, and Ryan Klesko posters on my walls. Like 
borderline addiction problems with the sport of baseball. <laughs> and so I didn't hide that apparently on Twitter when I worked at KETV and Brian reached out to me about emceeing their first Dunsing Foundation event. I might have fallen off my chair when that request came in. It was like the best MC gig I had ever had in my life. <laughs> Little did I know that meeting Brian and Lisa, I mean, you, you think that these are major league baseball people. They are stars. They're going to be like, Nose up in the air and ta-ta, friends, thank you for coming. And they are just the most humble, wonderful, engaging, kind people. And the fact that they wanted to be our friends, like, floors me still to this day. Um, But they have come into our lives at a point where, you know, we just love them. We love spending time with them. And a lot of the time when we are together, we're also with Greg and Lisa, or Greg and Tony Gary, um, who played baseball with my husband, coached Brian. It is amazing how all these worlds come back together and just, it's just, it's funny how life happens. But we exchange such wonderful stories about going through different stages of life, whether it's, you know, me transitioning um, emotionally and how I process things from KETV to more of a private life in the, the field I'm working in now, um, and how that may compare on a much smaller scale to what Lisa and Brian are going through with their transition from Major League Ball to coming back to Omaha, Nebraska. Um, different things like that. Parenting, you know, how those different things work. Um, keeping the relationships that I've had with my good colleagues and friends at KETV, even though I'm not there anymore, just hearing about what that world is like and imagining what would that have been like for me had I decided to stay there. Again, you never know when God is going to deliver someone into your life or a moment or a learning experience um, and how you'll benefit from that. And I think to everyone, if, if I can offer you any advice, it's to just be grateful for every experience. Never close a door, never shut down an opportunity to meet someone new or to hear their story, or even if you don't become close friends, just listening to what's happened in their life and think about that perspective on your own life. Um, last week was, and I think everybody has these weeks, right? My husband and I just came back from a week-long vacation on the beach and Oh, it was blissful every day, 82 and the sun's shining. And, you know, we had our boys with us and they're 10 and seven and still want to hang out with us and just embracing that moment. And then coming back and being like, oh, back to the grind. We're back, you know, I feel so sorry for myself. And then we have had a couple of situations. Um, One of Brian's cousins was just diagnosed with breast cancer Mm -hmm. and learning of um, an event that one of my son's classmates just recovered from leukemia. She's in remission. Her mom is putting on a fundraiser for that. So just those different perspectives, hearing about what other people are going through and how they're addressing it and their bravery and their courage, always keeping your eyes and ears open. Is there a new opportunity for friendship or to learn or to just grow your awareness of the world? Um, Because you never know what's being sent to you as a gift to learn from. Yeah, that's so good. Wow. And I, and what, I eyes open. It, it does. You want to have your eyes open to, to what's happening around you, not just to yourself, but to other people. And, and kind of your story reminds me of kind of a Paul Timothy Barnabas situation sure. where having somebody that's maybe a little further down the road pour into you yeah. so then that you can then pour into other people. Which was Paul to Timothy. Yeah. Paul, Timothy, Paul Barnabas. Timothy. And, you know, one of the things you had shared with me earlier was even as 
you're a mom and 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 you're married, your mom still kind of pours into you a little bit. And I think, you know, we sometimes forget that we're always kids to our parents. Right. <laughs> and right. And that never changes no matter how old we are, our own families, our own successes. But talk just for a minute about that relationship, how your mom is still kind of encouraging you kind of in your faith journey. Absolutely. Great, great point. So I mentioned that my children are in, uh, well, I was in CCD growing up and it was important to me and my husband, who is also Catholic, to instill that in our children as well. And I guess my point of view is I don't necessarily care what they pursue as they get older in terms of faith, but I want them to believe in something. I want them to learn about every aspect of faith they can, and at least provide them some kind of knowledge and basis for them to then explore and try and learn more about. And so it was important for us to enroll them in religious religious education as well, to provide them that basis of this is what we taught, and this is what we learned in church, and this is what's in the Bible, and have those conversations at home. So my sons are both in that, but with the pandemic, just like everything else, um, our church also shut down in-person masses and religious education last fall. And so they were very wonderful. Our religious education um, organizer is just terrific. He put together at-home lessons and booklets for us to pursue. So I took that on. Wednesday nights, it was CCD with mom at home. And as I read this scripture that we had been assigned to every week and had these conversations with our kids, it was like I was relearning these important lessons and I think the overriding message that I got through all of this, reaffirming why we're teaching our children this, is because life is better for you when you invest in learning more about faith and finding comfort in Scripture and in faith and in God. And um, as I was reading those things, I just kept asking myself, why am I not doing more of this? Like, I feel better and I feel comforted every Wednesday after I talk with my kids about this. And I mentioned that to my mom. And again, she went to Catholic school as a child. Faith has always been extremely important to her. She got me a uh, daily faith prayer guide that it's just scripture you read every morning and it has some thought process processes that encourage you encourages you to journal about and reflect on. And I love it. It's not too much. Um, you know, we can always make the excuse, whether it's with faith or working out or, you know, devoting time to something important. I just don't have time. I'm a working mom. I got two kids. I got everything going on. I just have time. Well, there's really no excuse for that because it's one or two pieces of scripture. It's, you know, however much time you want to devote to it, but it could be five minutes if you want that. The fact that she got me that for Christmas, you know, it, it, it meant a lot to me because it wasn't like this is just a conversation we're having as a, a mother and daughter. It was like she was passing down something that has given her comfort over her life. And she wants to help me in that journey as well. Um, and truly, and Jeff, you and I talked about this. I think my perspective of folks who are really involved with their faith as a young adult was a little skewed. You know, I kind of felt a little jaded about people who really pushed out their faith and this and this. I think that in some cases, there's some hypocrisy with it. Um, people who don't necessarily walk the walk, they're preaching about these behaviors and kindness and love, but then they judge someone or they don't follow through or their actions don't really back up what they're saying. 
And I didn't really buy into it. But what does really sway me and does make me want to invest in it more is when I do take the time to read more and focus on that, how I feel, that I feel like I can conquer anything because no matter what challenge is thrown at me, I know there's a plan. No matter how difficult a situation feels or how stressed out or frustrated or mad I am, I know that there's something bigger behind me that will give me the strength and help me find a way through it. And at the end of the day, I see people like Brian and Lisa, like Morgan Holen, the current Miss Omaha, um, people who are so solid in their faith. And I want to be more like that, not because they're telling me to, but because of what they're showing me through their own lives. And so, yeah, with the help of my mom, with the help of Lisa, and just um, trying to learn more myself and invest more of my time and energy in that, I hope to become a better person and therefore just have my own life be better in a selfish way, just have life be better. Appreciate that candid response, Brandy. I'm thinking of, uh, there's a verse that I've really been going back to for the last year, really. And let's be honest, I think it's been a difficult year for all of us. And every single possible interruption that could happen has happened. And I feel like there's been a lot of Christians that I know who are really building up fences and walls between one another. And the reason why is because they keep speaking what they believe is truth in maybe hurtful, judgmental ways, kind of the way that you're talking about turns you off a little bit to spirituality and religion. Um, Ephesians 4.15 is just so important to me because it says, speak the truth in love. And if we're not speaking the truth, any truth in love, then people usually are distracted from the message and their focus on the attitude in which it was given. Oh, you're back. There we go. I'm back. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's just so important to focus on speaking truth in love. And like you said, watching people live out their faith rather than just talk about it. And that's what's so powerful. Uh, I took a look at your blog last night as we were getting ready for this conversation. I love that you describe yourself as a work in progress. Yeah. Like that is just such a perfect way of defining yourself. Um, I, I would love to know a little bit more about for you if you're talking to somebody who thinks it's too late, that's they're beyond help when it comes to parenting or when it comes to their professional life or even, you know, finding faith, how would you explain to them that we're all a work in progress and we're all trying to move forward together and trying to find that next step in our lives? Absolutely. To that, I would say, do you plan on being here tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. That's one more day that you have to get 0.01% better in any aspect of your life. If you are trying to get in shape, go out and walk around your block. If you are trying to eat better, drink one more glass of water or eat an apple instead of a bag of chips. If you're trying to get better in your faith, read one line. Start there. Read one line of the Bible or follow you guys on Instagram or you know, look up a blog of just someone that inspires you. Um, every day is a gift, right? I have had 2020 guys, 2020. Um, we lost our, my father-in-law. Um, I lost a very good friend of mine to brain cancer. Um, you never know, you never know when your time is up and you may have 50, 60, 70 more years make every day 0.01% better in whatever aspect of life that you're not happy about. 
And one of my favorite things that I have in my little home gym downstairs, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. Don't whine and complain about it. If you don't like something or you think your life can be better, change it. There are so many ways now to get out there and change it. Man, that's mm. going to preach. I was going to say. That, I'm going to yeah, take that sorry. right now. That's going to be sermon title. If you ain't changing that's, it, you choosing it right there. That's going to be Boom. the message next Sermon week. coming. I'll, I'll give you the credit, but that's got to be coming. That was, that was, <laughs> that was you went all Baptist on us with that one. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that's real good right that there. That is good. Absolutely. You know, I, I think what you said is so important. Like, sadly, and, and you know this because you're in the communications business, words can be really hollow, right? I mean, you oh, can yeah. say all the right things, but it's what you show people. Mm-hmm. And it's, do you show them the love of God? Do you show them the love of Jesus? Do you show them forgiveness? Like that to me is, is really kind of the, the, the hallmark of being a, a Christ follower. It's not what you say, it's what you show. And, and I know like in my life too, um, I had a roommate before I became a Christian and he was just a real regular guy and he would drink beer. And I was like, you can't drink beer. You're a Christian. And he's like, you can drink beer as a Christian. It's okay. All right. Like I had no concept of this. And, you know, like he would talk about a girl that he likes. I'm like, you can't talk about girls. You're a Christian. He's like, I can talk about girls. And, you know, he just was real. And that just spoke to me. And, you know, he was a preacher's kid. And, but he never told me he was a preacher's mm. kid. He just lived a life of, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to get better. And he was so disciplined. Every day at lunch, he came home from work to do just what you said, Brandy. He'd listen to a half-hour radio broadcast over lunch because he wanted to get just a little bit closer to God. And I think it's those little daily disciplines, yeah. you know, doing one thing. And they say if you do something for 21 days, yep. yeah, be- it becomes, like, like becomes like a habit. And, and so, you know, I think that discipline is so important in our and our faith journey is just every day trying to do one more thing. Yeah. We'll just move the needle yeah. either, like you said, 0.01%. Like just move that needle 0.01% today and tomorrow and tomorrow. And before you know it, it's going to be a whole percent. Yeah. Um, it's incredible how life can look so different when we commit to small things over long periods of time. Yeah. Now that's really, and really I, good. I want to make sure I note and I told Jeff, I was cautious when I responded to the request, because I am by no means like the, the poster child for being a good Christian. You know, I don't consistently go to church. Um, I don't consistently read my reflection every day. Um, I, you know, our kids are in CCD, but could I be doing more to instill faith in them? Absolutely. Um, I swear I judge people. I, you know, all of these things that if I'm defining what a good Christian is, I ain't that, but I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to look at the whole world and look at God and how I feel when I reflect on that and to get better and better and better and set up these things in place, whether it's talking to Lisa, whether it's reaching out to my mom, whether it's listening to your guys' podcast, you know, things I can do to do better for myself and therefore for other people. So yeah. to anyone out there who's thinking, oh, I'm, it's too late for me to start that. Heck, I'm not hardly invested and I'm better than I was yesterday. And I hope tomorrow I'm better than I was today. Right. Well, and, I, and again, I just, I just so appreciate your, your honesty, your transparency, your authenticity with that because so many people are right there. 
Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's striving, it's wanting to get there. And, and I think it's kind of breaking this myth of what the perfect Christian is. There isn't one, right? I mean, none of us are perfect. We all, I mean, we're all works in progress. We are all works in progress. We are all flawed people. Uh, it just, it doesn't matter if, you know, it's just accepting, Hey, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to strive to get more the way God wants me to be. And who you are today isn't who you are in five years or 10 years or 20 years or 10 minutes from now. And I look back to when I was younger and, and, I've, and I've told Joe this story, when I got called for a high school reunion and somebody said, well, what are you doing now? And I said, oh, I'm a pastor. Uh, they dropped the phone. Uh, they, were in, they were in shock to know that I was a pastor. But it just shows you, you know, we're all works in progress and, and where you are today doesn't have to be Kind of where you are tomorrow, right? I know that you've always been right where you. I've need been to pretty be. perfect. My pretty, I mean, yeah. if there was a poster <laughs> child for the perfect Christian, clearly it's Joe. Um, it's I'm dictionary. the before picture. He's the after picture. <laughs> Note to self: oh, Follow Joe on Instagram. Must Note follow self, Joe. Must Please. follow Joe. Must Stay follow away Joe. from that. No. Uh, well, I'm going to take away Brandy what you're saying, which you don't chew, or excuse me, what you don't change, you choose. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's so many people that I know in our church. And in our community, that they, they see a mountain of an obstacle in front of them. They don't see a way to change it. So they're choosing to accept it. Yeah. And I'm hoping today through this conversation and for whoever's listening to this podcast, whether it's in the next week or the next year, that what you're hearing is by choosing to make a small change, we are rejecting to choose to settle for whatever situation we're in right now. Because we're all works Absolutely. in progress. Yeah. I love that. I tell you what, and you're inspiring so many me, different- Brandy. Oh, thanks, man. There's so many different ways, at least I like to think about, you don't have to like, okay, here's this obstacle, this mountain in front of you. You don't have to climb it from like the top of the summit. Maybe you can burrow through it. Maybe you can get a little company of people and figure out a way around it in a relay. Um, There are times, especially with our last political election and the pandemic and the divisiveness over, you know, vaccines or whatever it may be that, man, it's just hard to, to, put on a smile and go out in the world. But I try and tell myself, okay, I'm going to share a really cool video on Facebook today. Maybe it'll make one person smile. Um, I'm going to send a little postcard to one friend today and just remind them how great and special they are. I'm going to teach my boys something today. So maybe they'll go to school and make the world a little bit better. Each of those little things I hope is chipping at that mountain and that the network yeah. that I'm hopefully building behind me joins in chipping away at that mountain. So it's not just me scaling it. That does yeah. seem really scary and hard. But those little things at least give me comfort that I'm doing something. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's getting to that point of people won't change what they can tolerate. Yeah. And once you say, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore, I want to grow by 1% and 2%. And then you get better. So, mm. well, 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 Brandy, we just can't thank you enough for taking the time to uh, to be with us and just to really just share your heart and to be transparent. We're we're so grateful um, that you would be with us, and just want to encourage folks just to continue uh, to support your local schools wherever your schools are. Invest in your schools. Get involved in your schools um, because that's going to be the key moving forward is making sure our students are prepared for life. So, thank you for what you're doing in the community with our schools. Uh, Thank you for coming on the podcast. Don't forget, you can get uh, previous episodes on our podcast, uh, Life Interrupted, wherever you download your podcast. You can join us for worship at the Stumble Bar every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock or 
on Facebook Live. For more information about the church, just go to 3timbers.org. Joe, any final words? I got. I can't let Brandy off without asking, what's your prediction for MLB this year? Where are the Braves going to land? <gasps> behind the Phillies. Okay. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> Yes, no, behind no, the Phillies. No. America's oh, team. Man. So Rob McCartney, huge Phillies fan. So if you want to oh. continue this, I went through it for 15 years. I'm ready to... I'm ready to go. Oh, she's going. going. We're ready to I'm tell ready. you what the fight's um, coming. Freddie, Freddie Freeman, forever. He's, Freddie Freeman dude's forever. He's going to go on a tear again this year. That's my prediction. He is. Okay. I have not had a baseball player except Brian, of course. Sorry, Brian. Good save. That I enjoyed watching that much since Chipper Jones. Freddie Freeman is. Okay. And the thing that I, human, great ball player. The thing that it. I dislike the most about Freddie Freeman is he is an incredibly nice guy. Like right? incredibly you can't kind. cheer like, against him. Like I can't yeah. cheer against the guy. Like he he's given baseballs to kids. I, I mean, he's just such a nice guy. And I'm like, stop. I want to dislike right? you, but I can't. Can't do it. It's yeah. It's like Carrie Underwood. I want to not like her because she's just drop dead gorgeous. And then you hear she's an amazing human being. It's like, yeah. have something wrong with you. No, can't. <laughs> can't kind of what I work with every day. Every day. I know that feeling. <laughs> Trust me. I think Nothing you're talking about Grant. No, no, no. I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> talking about Grant. Yep, oh, you got man. it. All right. Well, there you go. That's there our note. That's, that's what we're going to go out with. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we hope you guys join us again for our next podcast. Brandy, thank you so much for joining us. You it has bet, been an fella. absolute honor me. to hang out with you. This has been great. And Take you. care. All right. Thanks Bye. for joining us. Bye. Bye.